Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Hello and welcome to the We'll Talk About That Later podcast. This is episode 59. I am Junior for another lockdown edition of our podcast. Um, I am joined by my my friends and co-hosts and whatever you want to call them, but they can introduce themselves. Come on. Here, as always. <laughs> Big hands here as These way. introductions need to improve, guys. Come on. What? I don't, don't slander my intro, man. Uh, man, said, man said, come on, like people are going to know who he is. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, and, I, and, I'm also, and I'm also a big tent. <laughs> with that deep oh, voice. Stop it. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I got Mark, Tanya, and, and Abdi with me. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world lockdown, politics. But we are going to cover absolutely none of that because it's football time. We're going to talk about football, nothing about nothing but football. Um, unless Abdi has a story that he'd like to share with us. He's always got one of those. Yeah, yeah so I got a call from this guy called Donald. Yeah, he basically just wanted my vote. <laughs> right now, I'm not on. You wanted your vote? Because <laughs> you're, you're American. <laughs> I've had, no, sorry, man. No, I'm not Lil Wayne. <laughs> um, cool, so... Shall we just get into it then? The first game of the weekend was on Friday, and it was Wolves versus um, Wolves Crystal versus Palace. Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace. Well remembered, Tanya. Well remembered. Um, did anyone watch that game? Wolves no. won two 0 Is there anything specific we want to talk about? Um, that seen a, seen a few bits. Um, yeah. Well, one thing that sticks out for me is obviously that. Um, Palace are just are just kind of being Palace. I I never know what to think about Palace because I always think when they when I look at who they're playing, I always think, Do you know what, they actually have a chance today. And it's kind of like you're either going to get one and one Palace mm. or the other, and we got the other on Friday. Um, yeah. And the other the other point I kind of wanted to make about that game, more so about Wolves this time, is um is Kilman, and it looks like he's kind of cemented his place in the team. We see Sias get dropped um, for the first time in I think a very long time. Which is interesting, um, but it's good to see more young players get opportunities and really take them. Oh, one hundred percent. That's kind of what I took from that game. One hundred percent, and even their left back uh, Nori, it was yeah. he was making his first start, and he's like nineteen or something, and he and he bagged his um, first goal as well. Uh, Milivojevic got sent off, but yeah, like you said, Mark, Palace just being Palace inconsistent. One game good, one game bad. Mm. Where yeah. are Wolves on the table right now? Uh, the, are they... the prim- they are sixth. With 13 points. Yeah, there's a bunch of teams all separated by like two yeah. or three points. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Look at it's crazy. Much. I like yeah. the two wingers. The two wingers that Wolves have, Pudence and Pudence, Neto. Yeah. They're yeah. very, 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 very Pudence well. is a baller. Pudence is yeah. a baller. Pudence is a baller. It just mm. looks like he's got such a low centre of gravity. Like, mm. really, really comfortable on the ball and really hard to take the ball off. I thought it was going to be proper difficult for Wolves because they were just selling left uh, man left, right and centre. Like Johnny, they sold... Um, what's my guy's face? The the one who went to... Uh, the, Johnny's Doherty. engine, mate. 
Huh? I mean, Jota, did. Jota. They sold Jota and um, that Jota. guy. Doherty. Doherty, yeah. man. Um, oh, my God. Have you been watching Tottenham? Doherty is rubbish. <laughs> he is. We'll get onto that. We'll get on no, to he's that. not rubbish. He's playing in the wrong position. But anyway, uh, we'll get onto that. Like Tanya said, he's a right wing back. Anyway, we'll get onto it. Um, <laughs> wait, are Spurs playing three at the back? I have not been paying attention. No, not in the league yeah. anyway. Not from cool. Next game was, in my opinion, one of the deadest games of the weekend. And I thought, like, um, bro, I thought Sheffield United were definitely gonna cause Man City and that defense some trouble. And really, it was just air. That game was air. Was it, yeah. yeah, I heard it was a good And it was air. Man City won't play well in the first half. They were playing some really good football. Um, the goal was very good as well. Carl Walker is sort of like, that's his type of finish now. That low daisy cut with a lot of power into the bottom corner. And he did celebrate against his boyhood team. But I thought Raheem Sterling was quite good. Uh, in it was interesting because they played in the first, in the first half. half. Yeah, it was interesting because they played... Um, well, obviously, they haven't got any strikers at the moment. And so, uh, Sterling's been playing up front. But they played Ferran Torres as the middle guy. And his movement is actually very, very good for a winger. So, he yes. was getting into danger positions. And, and he was winning know, headers as well. Saving it by accident. Ramsdale was saving it by accident. Ramsdale was rubbish, by the way. He's awful. Junior said it before. And I thought he was decent. <laughs> no, that guy is terrible. <laughs> he shouldn't be at a top club. He should still be at Bournemouth. And the fact that Bournemouth got like, 20 million for him, well... No, Madness. you know Sheffield United sold him for like two million and then bought him for eighteen million. Mm. That is such a par. But well, listen, you gotta be you gotta be fair. They're not doing much to uh, help him either. Like no, it's, whole, it's true. Not, none it's true. of them are really performing well at the moment. It's true. Um, but I think uh, on Abdi's point, Man City were very good in the, in the first half. Sterling and uh, Fern- Ferran Torres, but. In the second half, they really offered very little. Uh, Man City mm. going forward, they were just. I think. Actually, let, let's talk about this. Yeah, Sheffield United. When when you think about Sheffield United and Sheffield United goals, what do you picture? Like honestly, like this is a genuine question. Like, what kind of goals do you think is synonymous with a Sheffield United team? Um, it's difficult, you know, because a lot of people would say. Um, your first thought would be kind of scrappy, but the reality is that it's probably not. They they mm. they play some neat football in patches and they score some some decent goals, um, okay. but they're not they're not playing Barcelona football. Okay, so let me let me rephrase then. What kind of goals would you um, would you think that uh, Oliver McBurney and um, and all these guys? Uh, Goldrick and these guys are synonymous with like what are they what kind of goals do you think that they thrive on Lord exactly yeah and Sheffield United Sheffield United's reluctance to even cross the ball because in the second half they had McGoldrick McBurney and Brewster all in the box and they refused like absolutely Why? to cross it in Loads of times, um, what's it? What's my guy's name? Uh, Berg, uh, is it Berg? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sander He was on the he was on the right. Um, their right back. They just had free time to just cross it. Ampadu as well in the corner of the box, that Henderson position, and they they refused to cross the ball into these guys to even just yeah, have a go. It's like they wanted yeah. to like work the ball into the box, like Mark was saying. They don't play Barcelona football, but. Yeah, I don't know. It was I, I thought that was really weird, but yeah. Anyway, that's maybe enough. it's time. Maybe it's time for them to bring back your boy Lundstrom because he's been on the bench for a while now. Well, because he rejected a, um, a new contract. Did you see that? Oh yeah, mm. he rejected oh, a new it? contract, and then um, Wilder's like, "You're not in my. If you're not trying to be in my plans, then I'm gonna have yeah, to try fair. and move on without you." Uh, but yeah, he came on and he, he provided some energy, but it is that's, that's six defeats for them now. That's mad. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, they're in trouble. And they've only scored against Arsenal and Liverpool. Ooh. I scored against Fulham. Oh, yeah, 1 1. Yeah, fair point. Um, no, but that's a big win for City, though. Mm. Yeah. It's, one of those, it's one of those wins that on the day it's not very pretty, but no. three points is three points. Yeah, I agree. A lot of teams, a lot of teams came unstuck there last season. So. Yeah. Sure. Mm. yeah, you're right. Uh, moving on to Abdi's favourite part of the country. Burnley, 
Um, <laughs> God. Oh, I, I can't wait. Game. Bro, if it means Burnley get relegated, man, sign me up. I'm mate. with I'll you. I'll take you in. I am with you 100%. Get this Sean Dyche <laughs> out of the Premier League, bro. But did you guys see? I sent it in the group. Um, there's a 200 million takeover of Burnley happening. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So very, January, very interesting. January could be an interesting time in Burnley. Oh, uh, bun Burnley, man. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred million. Yeah, it could buy the whole city of Burnley two times over. By <laughs> 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 the <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. Yeah. So another clean sheet for Chelsea. That means Mendy's mm. kept five clean sheets in his That's first five starts, good. and. Mm. Um, he That's impressive. Done what Petr Cech did in in two thousand and four. Um, Ziyech, Ziyech or Ziyech or however. You, uh, yeah, how do you say it? Like... Bear, I thought it was Ziyech, and then Bearman are now saying Ziyech. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think it's Ziyech with added yeah. like with a K. So Ziyech. So Ziyech scored his. He scored in the Champions League in midweek, mm. and now he scored against Burnley uh, at the weekend. Kurt Zuma and Timo Werner scored as well. Zuma uh, scored. Wow. Yeah, from a head off from. Um, He's got a couple now. Mason Mount. Is it? Got three goals this season. I yeah. was surprised, surprised Mason Mount was playing, was he? But I heard he had a good game though. Very good, good game. game. Played he central. got an assist as well. Yeah. He played a little bit ah, deeper inside. Um, there we go. Was, who was it? Kovacic or Kante? I can't remember one of those. No, Kante played deep, and Havertz and um, and oh. uh, Mount played um, as the two central players, and then oh. they could roam. They kind of, they were kind of given license to just do what they wanted. Yeah, he played well. Yeah. Um. Anything we want to talk? Any extra analysis? No, I and think that... Chelsea. Oh, go on, Nampi. Sorry. Uh, that four nil midweek was. I watched it, and that was a flattering scoreline because at one nil Chelsea were on the ropes a bit, but Krasnodar, the team they're playing, they 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 couldn't finish their chances <laughs> at all. And then Chelsea got a penalty and then started stockpiling goals towards the end as well. So um that was yeah. that was actually quite an entertaining game. It didn't see it wasn't a four nil on on the on pay on you know, I haven't watched it, but yeah, to be fair, Chelsea are grinding out results and most mm. importantly they are keeping clean sheets. Now they are, yeah. yeah. Uh Thiago Silva, Mendy, yeah. Yeah, go um, on, Mark. Sorry. No, no, it was just a big it was something that was missing from their game for a good while. And it's interesting because Mendy was... I read something about Mendy, the new keeper, about a week ago or so. And he was saying he basically now wants to be that, that shining light and pave the way for more African goalkeepers to come and play in Europe. So mm. I, I'm going to keep an eye on Mendy. just Because uh, he, he's, he's speaking uh, facts. You don't really see many African goalkeepers in Europe. That's true. Period. Yeah. Anyway. And when you think of a goalkeeper, you you think of your, your kind of petter checks and your kind of... Addison's and your mm. Schmeichels, etc. So, so you it's, mean just, it's just one to pretty much, <laughs> but it's, it's just one, it's to, true, one to keep an eye because what he's saying is that he wants to be that inspiration now. Um, but and... it's a bit rich from him because Anana, Anana from Ajax has been playing. Oh yeah, Ajax for a couple yeah, of, of course. Couple years. Yeah. He's like, yeah, oh, but it's, I'm, but... I'm going to be the spokesman for goalkeepers. Man, shut up. There's one already. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I yeah, think but... it's a bit harsh because, like, because. Yeah. Um, you only you only think of like Onana and Mendy naming someone else. Yeah, true. I hey man, I could go else. to the Africa Cup of Nations and get you some hilarious goalkeepers, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mandanda, who's been playing for France for years, mate. So he's yeah, quite... but yeah, I know I, I thought of him as well, but it's it's very yeah, there's not there's not that many black goalkeepers, and usually people are hesitant to go get them because they you know they're quite you know Afcon. <laughs> if, if you guys are. <laughs> I think that was his overriding point. He doesn't want yeah. people to be as hesitant now when, when looking at keepers. Um, there was a story about Mendy. Um, I've got it here. So, Edward uh, Mendy's journey to the Premier League has been extraordinary, according to BR Football. So, at 19, the goalkeeper started his professional career at AS uh, Cherbourg or whatever, who were then in the third tier of French football. Um, and then this is a quote from him. Things went very well. Um, I then wanted to go to England, but it didn't happen. So at 23, Mendy found himself unemployed after a failed move to England. Um, so the Senegal international spent the 2014-15 season without a club, but he didn't give up. Um, he said, it was back to unemployment. I held on and I just believed in myself. 
In 2015, Mendy was picked up by Marseille's re- reserves before getting a move to uh, Rennes in 2016. Uh, my route took a little longer, but it allowed me to put a lot of things into perspective, notably in general life, and to come back down to earth. Um, after starring for Rennes for three seasons, the keeper then moved to Rennes in 2019, where he continued to impress. Just a season later, Mendy has earned a move to Chelsea um, and to become their number one keeper. So it's a nice story. Uh, um, I like stories like that. Big him up. Yeah. And what, I, what I will say, sorry, Juno. No, no, go on. Is that I'm almost certain, as there always is, there's always a honeymoon period. There will be a sticky period that comes for him. Oh, 100%. There always is, and it's about... Um, I don't think people should go too over the top when or if it happens, um, but I think that's coming as well. But, Mark, football fans, the media, they love a bit of over the top. I know. As soon as you have Damn a bad right. game, I'm it's just you. over oh, no. far. Get me out of my club. No, you can't have one bad game nowadays. It's true. No. It's true. Um, but yeah, it's it's impressive from Chelsea. They now they're picking up results. They're gonna go on a run, I think. I don't know. I, I think they're gonna. They're starting to like their defense is improving. I think the mm. players are starting to get used to each other now. Maybe. Yeah, man. Yeah, and That's they the got that Europa League group, man. I gotta be honest. Like, they yeah, got their, not even, yeah. but they got such an easy quote unquote because it's never yeah. as straightforward as that. But they will be able to rest players soon enough in the Champions League. They've got. Yeah. They've got. Um, Rens, I think tonight is it tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So yeah, Mendy will be playing his old team. Oh, um, yeah. So moving on to the next game, um, Liverpool versus West Ham, and a lot of people, I think, originally would have thought like this would be a easy, easy-ish game, but West Ham this season have proven to be a, a bit of a different prospect. I think mm. um, they're giving. They're giving teams like they're 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 being a handful. I feel like they're they're giving it a go, and you know we saw them draw with City. They gave Arsenal a torrid time. Um, they're don't picking up talk points. About what they did to Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna skip over it, but you you wanted to bring it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they they you know a lot of people thought that they would come through this period in the bottom mm, three it's because true. it's just yeah. like, how you're gonna pick up points. But they've picked up points. And and they've done quite well. They beat Leicester. They beat Wolves. Um, they drew with City. Drew with Spurs. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it wasn't really, actually put it like that. It's actually been quite a positive period for West Ham. Yeah, I think so. It's just yes. where West Ham can be because um, West Ham are one of these teams. They can go on a run where they exactly. face all the top six, and then they'll pick up points, and then they'll go on a run where you're facing teams in the bottom half, and they'll pick up zero points. Yeah, it's like West United. Ham... It's like United, isn't it? It's the same thing. But United are, yeah, it's true. Fine. I, I, no, that's a fair point. <laughs> Everything seems amazing, and then. But what we'll yeah, you lot? You lot need to clarify because it, it's Man United, not West Ham United. Just for. Oh yeah, that's true. Vision. Uh, but we all knew what she was talking about. Thank yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like uh, coming up against Liverpool, I, I didn't think it was going to be as easy as no, a lot I of didn't. people perhaps thought it mm. might be. And I think Liverpool are kind of uh, this is, I mean, Mark will, will speak on it in a bit, but um, just uh, quickly give my uh, opinion. Um, I feel like Liverpool this season are displaying. There was a run in the middle of last season where they were like nicking games, um, mm, like last true, minute yeah. and scoring in the last ten minutes to to take a game away from someone. And I feel like Liverpool are, are again exhibiting that kind of um, form. Uh, I know it's early in the season and people are still trying to find their rhythm and stuff. And, and stuff. But I feel it's impressive that Liverpool continuously do so, mm. even if they're not playing like what you think they might be playing, like they should play, or the high level that they've set themselves, they manage to nick a game or through sheer, like, just constant attack, will will score a goal. And, you know, so Mark will, will, can talk on it better than I can. So over to you, Mark. Yeah, no, you, you, you kind of, you spoke well there, yeah, because we have been, I think ever since Van Dijk was out injured, people um, have been waiting for us to kind of derail and mm. what we've actually gone and done is won every game since. Mm. Yeah, and it just, it just 
quality of these boys. Um, people, I saw a lot of people write our whole season off um, when back when Van Dyke was ruled out for pretty much the whole season. Um, so yeah, and I, but I knew, and I always tried to relay this to you guys that said that there's a certain mentality in that squad that they they would have kind of probably heard people write them off and just thought you're having a laugh. This is the same team that lost the Champions League final, bounced back and won it the next year. This is the same squad that lost the league by a point, bounced back and won it the next year. There's, there's, mm, this squad yeah. is full of real, Klopp likes to call them mentality monsters and he's right. We've had a big injury and a massive setback but they're carrying on and mm. that's exactly what I like to see. Like We had we, we brought Nat Phillips in on um, Saturday who had an absolute storm of a game. He won everything. Every header. Every header. Everything. And My God, I honestly, yeah. I thought, when I saw Sebastian Haller in the starting lineup, I honestly thought, right, he's going to get physical with the two centre-backs today. You've got two 23-year-olds. You've got Joe Gomez, who is good in the air, but when he's partnered with Verge, that, that's really Verge's job. And you've got Nat Phillips, an untested kind of 23-year-old centre-back um, who was on loan in the uh, Bundesliga second division last year. Um, so I, I was quite nervous because I thought they would just go one to, to Haller pretty 90 minutes and he would win those knock-ons um, and West Ham would build from there. That didn't happen. Nat Phillips won a massive header in the second or third minute, got up so high, right above Haller. And from that moment, I thought, all right, cool. I don't, I don't need to be as worried as I was. And then, of course, we've got quality all over the pitch, so we can win these types of games. Because um, yeah, I like, I like, I like Nat Phillips. He's, 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 um, he's very dominant in the air. And when, yeah. when Haller lost all of those headers in the beginning, um, <laughs> he's uh, in the second half. He was just acting like a pansy. He wasn't, he wasn't competing <laughs> again. He's like, this guy, um, this guy's, this guy's gonna beat me all the time in the air. Uh, one thing I will say about um, uh, Nat Phillips is, um, I don't know what it's like on what he's like with the ball at his feet, but he definitely looks like. He's got all of the ingredients to be a natural defender. He was make he was like dictating, and he could really hear him throughout the game as well. Yeah, because what I was going to say. Oh, sorry, Mark. No, uh, just no, no. just quickly, um, just on Nat Phillips, like he nearly left Liverpool in the summer. Like he his place wasn't sure, and then um, Klopp decided to keep him, kind of like last minute kind of thing, um, and it's proven justified because you obviously you've spoke about losing uh, Van Dijk, but. Another thing that you you didn't mention was that you against Michelin you lost um, the replacement Fernandinho, uh, not Fernandinho, Fabinho, Fabinho. the other Inio, yeah, the yeah. other Inio. Um, so and Matip as well, isn't it? yeah, and Matip, and Matip is also is also injured. Praise everything is back in training now. <laughs> oh, there um, you go. But yeah, I, I just like because I watched it on Sky Sports um, Premier League, not because I wanted to. I didn't want the sound, uh, the crowd effects this um, time. Yeah. I so never did a crowd effect. It was I can't lie. I, I, usually I do, but I just thought it, it just impressed me anyway. The, the the point I'm making here is is how vocal Nat Phillips was on his Premier League debut, mm. um, and he just strikes me similar to what Abdi says as that kind of old school, no nonsense centre back. Might not be the one who picks up the ball um, and, mm. and does fancy things with it, like maybe Joe Gomez or Virgil Van Dijk can. But for me, if he can play as well as he did against West Ham uh, every time we need him this season, then absolutely happy days. It's just a shame he's not registered in the Champions League squad. Um, so we're going to have to go with He looks really hard. He looks like he kicks bricks for fun. Yeah. He <laughs> said He said after the game, I was watching his post-match interview, he said he loves to win headers. One of his favourite things to do on a football pitch is win headers. Yeah, and that just instills you with a bit of confidence. Me. You know, um, Mark, you said something like, oh, you don't need to be like, uh, like get the ball and do something amazing with it. I feel like nowadays, even like just playing in in like Sunday leagues or whatever, you just see always that someone gets the ball and they look for what I call like a FIFA pass. They just want to mm. like L one and triangle over to someone and 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 hope that oh you know this is my assist. But the best players to watch in these situations, obviously, uh, we're talking about a high level at like Premier League and stuff. But are the players who keep it simple. They know they, they know their job. They know their role. They know their limitations. So it's like win the ball, pass it to a man who's going to make the difference, and that's it. That's my job. A lot of people sometimes they feel like I need to get the ball and I need to make something happen here. Yeah. But you don't. You, you shouldn't. Like it's not yeah. always about that. 
Tanya and Abdi are moving. <laughs> oh, I'm out here trying to formulate a response, but these are all giggling. <laughs> <laughs> nah. She was sanitizing her hands and then I just put, I took Kamana and I started sanitizing my hand. All of a sudden, I'm copying her hand. Abdi, man, you rubbing your hands looking at the. Nah, yeah, it looked a bit weird. Like, you're looking at me like. Alright. I have questions about Liverpool now. Cool. Now, no, let me just make my you know, final point. Sorry, go. my final, yeah, go, final go. point is that he, when you can see the corner in the 90, deep into the 93rd minute, uh, very deep. It was potentially one of the last kicks of the game. I can't remember exactly. Um, and he was there again, uh, rising highest above everyone to win that ball. And it's just, for me, I just feel a bit better now knowing that we've got someone who can fill in because we're going to have more injuries this season. We're not going to have Verge. Fabino will be eased back in. Matip's quite injury prone. So just to know that we've got him there, for me, just fills me with a bit more confidence. Don't you think, though, that's a bit harsh on... Don't you think it's a bit harsh on um, the one with the ponytail? But he's he's only 19. (laughs) And he's going to play tonight. (laughs) Reese Williams. So he's registered in our Champions League squad and Nat Phillips isn't. So he's going to start with Joe Gomez tonight. Oh, right, okay. Um, so who's playing? Atalanta, isn't it? Okay. Atalanta away. That would be a big test. Attacking, be a huh? massive test. It is a shame that Nat Phillips isn't registered for the Champions League. But yeah. it's a, again, it's another opportunity for another youngster in a big away Champions yeah. League game. All right. When are we going to have this discussion? I, I, I came in the group after the, the second goal uh, and I said, when are you going to bin that bum Firmino? Obviously, I was a bit... <laughs> it was a, a bit over the top, but... Obviously, Firmino has got his role, but when are you going to start respecting the fact that Jota, every single time he's touched yeah. the pitch this season, I watched him for Portugal, and there was a there's obviously the question mark of that. He 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 can get goals. He's very like good in what he can take people. He's very direct. But I watched him for Portugal, and he can create. He's yeah. got that. He 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 had good hold up play. He was running the channel. Scored. He scored two goals. That guy. When is he going to get into the first team, first eleven? And I know it's a long season; you're going to play lots of competitions. But mm-hmm. like the guys yeah. coming up every time, and he's doing it's well. Good question: You got before before the West Ham game, he started the two previous games, uh, oh. league and Champions League. So he's getting his chances, and he's playing very well. But it's a good question. Uh, I just think uh, I think Firmino will be our number nine for this season. I I do think that, but I think what you'll see is is. Klopp starting to play the four-two-three-one more and fitting all four of them in, which is what he did against uh, the, the league game before West Ham. Sheffield United. Sheffield United started all four of them uh, and had Henderson and Wijnaldum just sitting uh, as the two kind of sixes or the eights. And and once Thiago is back, which is hopefully for City next weekend, we've got you can kind of have two holding quote-unquote midfielders there. But with Thiago, you've also got that really creative element. And with those four players in front of him. So the answer to your question is I think we can start all four. I don't think he will every game because we've got so many centre mids um, anyway and and his preferred formation is the 4-3-3. But it's a good question. Well, let me ask that back to you then. Do you, you, from the outside looking in to all three of you, is it a case of he should be in right now and Firmino should be on the bench? No, I think like... Okay, so Tanya said yes, but (laughs) I think like it's, it's, it's different for like every player like joining a new club there is that settling in period and like you said for Mendy there's going to be a period where he comes unstuck where it's not he's not bagging and he's you know it just looks a bit awkward and you know there's a honeymoon period when you join for certain players not for everyone but where it's like you look amazing and like oh my days this player that we bought but I think the way Klopp's doing it I think is the right way where you're just helping him settle in in a in a more comfortable way, like he's starting some games, then he'll be on the bench and come on, and he's getting mm-hmm. game time still, so he won't be like frustrated. But yeah, he's, that's true. He's learning yeah. the system, and because you have to think, like there was no preseason, so a lot of these players, like including like Partey and the Chelsea guys, and a lot of the Spurs signing, they won't have had a lot of like moments with their manager, with their new managers, to be able mm-hmm. to pick up the messages that they need to implement on the field. So. Like, having the start that Jota has had is, is impressive, yes, but it will take some time for him to play exactly like Klopp wants him to play. Yeah. I hear that, but, I mean, like, um, you have to re- reward good form. You know? Yeah, of course. Exactly. You have to also, there has to be some sort of, I'm not saying punishment, but there has to be some sort of cost when there's bad form. And Firmino, he's not, I'm not saying he's been, like, 
consistently poor, but he's not getting goals and he's the main striker in it. And um, uh, the, although, yeah, he, he, his role is pivotal to your two wide players who are your main goal scorers, but there is, there, it is possible to do that job and get goals. You know, there's a guy over at Tottenham with yeah, a massive course. tongue who's doing that all the time. Do you know how I know you're right with that statement? It's because he did do that. But, but you've got to remember, uh, prior to this season and maybe the back end of last season, he yeah. is exactly what you're calling him to be now, if that makes sense. So he's proven yeah. that he can do it. Um, the season, I think it was 17-18. Uh, he got yeah, 27 he goals, 18 assists in all comps or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he was very so you can do it. You're right, but maybe maybe a couple of games out of the team. Like I'm not even disagreeing with you because it's actually really nice to have that option there now. When yeah, you've got exactly. Just a fixed front three, and you know it's that front three every week. He's mm. actually come in and really, really challenged for a starting spot, which is wicked to see. And also, Jota is better than Timo Werner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? people. There, there were people questioning the amount of money that we paid for him. Even when I saw the price tag, I thought, you know what, this, he's a very good player. But what, considering that we, because we did t- in the end turn down Timo Werner, he would have come to us if we if we did pay that. One hundred percent. So, uh, but what we've done is we've saved ten million and and bought the overall job. Um, top signing, man. Yeah, top signing. But I think they're both top signings. To be fair to Werner yeah. and Chelsea. Whatever. <laughs> moving on <laughs> moving on um what i would say was the most exciting game of the weekend um aston villa versus southampton aston villa more again oh yeah aston villa were four nil down and uh ended four uh but you know what there's a lot of um like young english talent on show in this game Tyrone mm. scored, Ollie Watkins scored, Grealish scored, uh, oh, Prowse, who probably Prowse. isn't young, but still scored, Danying scored. So, um, also, like, mm. can we just talk about Ward Prowse's free kicks? My mm-hmm. goodness. Back to Two back. In one game. He's always yeah. been good at those. He's always he had that in Yeah, he has. Yeah. But he doesn't, you know what? I feel like Ward Prowse is, like, very underrated. I feel like he does his mm. job for Southampton. I, it's, it's not spectacular. I wouldn't say like, oh, he needs to go to like a top six club, but for the job that he does for Southampton, I think he's I think he's very underrated. He's not talked about, and mm-hmm. he just gets on with stuff. He's a, like you never hear about him um, doing a madness with Icelandic girls or whatever. The case. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I have to get that one in there. <laughs> I wish uh, I wish, I wish had a little bit more athleticism. He'd be so sick. It's the yeah, fact he, that he, he just would. not that strong and he can't run that much, but his he, his technique is unbelievable. His like his free oh. kick, he does that freak free kick, yeah, at least four or five times a season, and no one can stop it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just right in the corner with he's he's proper like David Beckham technique. Mm-hmm. But um, but like I will say this, yeah, he he really only gets talked about as underrated whenever he scores these free kicks because the majority of the season he's like you know when he's not performing that well, you don't hear anything about him. But yeah, I think I feel like it. that's a bit unfair because, like, obviously with Southampton, a lot of the time they aren't they aren't going on a run where they're winning ten games. So therefore, he's in a team where it's like it's a struggle a lot of the time. So, I've, I okay, it's fair. It's like Grealish. You could say the same with him, but the fact that he performs and drags Villa out of situations, you can see him performing. But um, Ward Prowse's role in a team is a bit different and. You know, he's there to be like a metronome for to keep Southampton like ticking along. He's not there to get the ball on the edge of his box and run the length of the field and score a winner or or whatever. So I think it's unfair to say that because Southampton are a team that are going to be like on a run of like five defeats or something like that. Mm, yeah. So it's unfair to say, oh, you know, Ward Prowse doesn't. Yeah, but it's it's a whole he that's not his role in the team. Jack Grealish is a bit different. I'm using them both because they both play for England, so um and they play slightly different roles, but I'm just uh in terms of if anyone wanted to say cut that counter argument to me, well Jack Grealish does it first in Villa, that that's what I meant. So Big up Jack Grealish, as always. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got five goals, five assists in six oh. games. He's yeah. a, he's a, a joke, man. bruv. He's a joke. What? I know. He's so good. Like I just can't even. Yeah, I can't even. And yeah, also and, that and... game wasn't as oh. close as the score. No, it wasn't. Southampton. Yeah, that game wasn't as. 
Really? It's got two goals in injury time. Yeah. The last kick of the game. Southampton smacked them. It wasn't Jeez. even. It was. It should have been more. Man, you gotta give Hassan Hussle credit. You know, mm. they are such a good team. Good point. And when you think, I mean, technically, they were probably they're probably weaker going into this season than they were last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Considering some of the good players point. that they lost, Hoiberg is a, was a massive player for them. Yeah. Mm. You know what? Yeah, you really have to rate Hassan Hussle when they job there, especially since they got absolutely wallop nine 0 They've been since then. Oh, it could have been. been it could have been straight downhill from there, but he's obviously kind of, kind of got them back on track and the only thing good I, football. The only thing I will say on that one, Mark and Tanya, is the season is long and it's a COVID yeah. season, so we don't know. But Southampton's squad is very, very light. It's so yeah. it's paper well, thin. So unfortunately, it looks like Danny Ings has picked up a thankfully oh, no. not as bad as first feared injury, but an injury nonetheless to his knee. And so now what? You've yeah. got Shea Adams, got Shane Long. It's just looking a bit long. <laughs> Shane Long. Like, no, 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 one goal this season if he's lucky. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. Respect for your Walcott, yeah? <laughs> Moving, on. Guy, Moving on. Um, the next game was Newcastle versus Everton. It wasn't as exciting as that. You didn't watch it? <laughs> I did. Oh, I, I watched it. I watched it. Mark's, Mark's happy. <laughs> I'm on the um, yeah, I mean, Callum Wilson scored two goals. Uh, I can't stand him, by the way. I'm so glad that we didn't get this guy. I can't stand him. Why? He's, he's in my list. No, you know what? It's, it's since that game we played them, yeah. He was so cocky afterwards. Oh, yeah, I got the penalty. So pleased about that. Yeah, out of here, bro. <laughs> All right. I've got an agenda against a player now, like Tanya. So, um, it, it will come up later, but I can't stand Tielemans. You can't, oh, I love him. I love him. No, I can't what? stand Wait, wait, wait. We're skipping the agenda. We're skipping the agenda. Newcastle beat okay. Everton. He won. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let me, I'll make one point. I'm sorry, Junior. Um, and that point is, is that what you take one or two players out of that evidence. I mean, I'm not even saying this out of spite, mm. by the way. I'm just, I'm just saying now what I, what I think when I watch them. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but you take one or just one or two players out of that Everton team, and they just look a whole level below what they kind yep. of showed at the start of the season, which is where I think they'll come a little bit unstuck. If you take one or two players out of the top six teams, they, they will cope and, and still play the football that their manager wants. But the Everton from the weekend just gone looked idealist, uh, plain, lethargic. It was a big move. They left. He left out Pixar, didn't he? He yeah. dropped yeah. drop him. Yeah, yeah, he but said, he, he said he said he'll bring it back next week, man. What's yeah. the point? What? Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> but, but that goalkeeper, he actually looks like a proper goalkeeper. He's actually six foot four. He's yeah. got a long arm. <laughs> looks like a normal <laughs> human being. Do you want to know the ironic thing? I, mean, I, I genuinely, genuinely think Pickford would have saved that penalty quite easily. Really? Because yeah, Pickford, the one thing that Pickford's good for is he's a good penalty saver, shot stop. <laughs> it's true, ball. yeah, it's true. Um, what I will say to Mark's point is that Fabian Delph left Man City hoping to play in centre <laughs> midfield and was found himself at left back. They replaced um, James Rodriguez with Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson oh. in the past has been a fantastic player, but I just think, I think football's caught up with him. I think it's just like it's not he can't. Ed. He's, can't, he's got no legs anymore, and he just—I mm. don't know. I think it's done he's out a, here. He's a—he's a bit like Ward Prowse. He hasn't got any athleticism left in him. He's just all technique. Yeah, but and when he I gets think... some shots off as well, like Ward Prowse, he can hit. No, but no, I, Ward Prowse gets about. You'd be surprised. Like covers a lot of a lot of ground. It's just mm. maybe not in the, not in the attacking areas, but defensively. Yeah, yeah, I don't even think you could say Sigurdsson covers a lot of ground in either area. Well, um, Sigurdsson plays uh, further forward and Ward-Prowse plays as a centre mid. So Ward-Prowse has to be mobile, otherwise he doesn't play. Like, you can't play centre mid. Well, and well, 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 they're both rubbish. <laughs> OK. <laughs> uh, that's Abdi. And uh, Calvin Lewin scored again. Newcastle. Yes. Just on Newcastle, yeah. Just Newcastle, firstly. Um, they look like they've got really a lot of pace in their team. So you've got yeah. Wilson, Fraser, Maximan, Almiron, the fullback, what's his name? Um, Jamal Lewis. But Jamal Lewis. the other one, the American one, what's the American one? Uh, Yedlin. Yedlin, he's obviously very quick as well. Just they got lots of pace in their team, which they previously didn't have. So 
that's obviously a big plus for them now as well moving forward they they yeah. look like and also like it's a variety of options now they've got they can play with Amber on or they can have Frazier on the bench they can play with Hendrick and or Isaac Hayden so now they've got options yeah yeah it's a good team there I mean I feel like Steve Bruce you know he's big done up. a decent job like um because obviously we all made fun of <laughs> we were like ah oh, Newcastle getting relegated <laughs> Um, and obviously, uh, Steve Bruce, I feel like he's done a decent job. It doesn't get talked about a lot because um, Newcastle are quite average to watch. They're not They're not going to set the Premier League alight. No one's going to go, oh, I can't wait to watch that Newcastle game. But he's picking mm-hmm. up points and, you know, it is what it is. Uh, moving on. Oh, no, wait. Um, Abdi interrupted us. I feel like he sh- we should be able to... This should be clear audio. Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored again. So. What? And then um, Predators finish, isn't it? He's yeah, good. he's so good. Mm. He's becoming deadly. He's becoming deadly. Um, yeah. But moving on. He misses his boy, he misses his boy Richarlison. Yeah, man, oh, he misses yeah. him for sure. <clears throat> but moving on, We've got more games to talk about. Uh, the next one is a big one. Man United versus Arsenal at Old Trafford. Um, Arsenal finally, finally, finally end their... Dismal run against um, the top six away from home, having not won a game since 2015. Uh, we won, Abdi. Yeah, man. Uh, um, and also, like, we ended a run against. We haven't won at Old Trafford since 2006 in the league, so yeah. that was good. But um, on the whole, that was probably the most ha- happy I was with all aspects of our performance since Arteta came. Uh, I looked at the lineup and I was just. I was uh, again. I saw Willian, saw Lacazette, Elneny. I wasn't really, you know, surprised because Elneny played nine minutes in the midweek, and you know, I was just like, okay, what's this all about? It's going to be tough. Man United coming off the back of a five-nil win, doing well in, you know, having won three. You know, they'd won like three games in a row now. Now I was just like, okay, cool. I'm not having this. Uh, then, bro, bro, from the first minute, the pressing was amazing. Uh, the the way we sh- set up as well, and every time Man United tried to break forward, the recoveries like Partey alone, he recovered the ball eleven times. Um, El Nenny was absolutely fantastic. The two he of them, Partey El Nenny, in the first half, uh, every time you know the turnovers from Man United, like literally Pogba was swallowed up by Partey. El Nenny as well, the covering like he was getting forward as well and playing the right passes. And then we have an absolute monster at the back who is the best centre-back in the league. Now Van Dijk is injured. That's my hot take. That's my hot take for the week. I knew, I knew it, was, it, was, it was building up. I just felt like something... Abdi hasn't had a hot take in a while. So I feel bro, like... He is... Are you saying you're calling elite. that seven games in, yeah? Yeah, bro. I've, he's been playing longer than seven games in his career, though. So, what? <laughs> no, he's a very good centre-back. I never heard very, very good. before that. Mm. Bro, I, I only talked about it with my Brazilian no, friend. Like, like, <laughs> I am your Brazilian friend. <laughs> but on on the game though, look, like you said, Abdi, Arteta just had a plan, and the players executed it to perfection. Like it was it was a good performance and a big big win. But obviously, we don't have a United member on the podcast. But from a United perspective, anymore. Um, yeah. no, no, that never, well, that never happened. I think you dreamt we, that. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, that that wasn't real. Um, they they should have been confident going into this game, and I'm sure a lot of the United fans were gassed after their win against Leipzig. You know, thinking, yeah, Arsenal, we're gonna beat them. Um, and to be honest, the team that that Oli picked really is the team that most United fans wanted to see. But yeah, right. Me, no, they didn't. You lot, tell me. Wait, let me finish. Let me Hold finish. Tell, but... tell me one football-related quality that McTominay has. <laughs> All right. Well, All that's right. what I was going to say. Let Tanya finish. The game, surprisingly, Sorry. was lost in midfield. Man United's midfield. I mean, McTominay, Pogba was awful. Like, absolutely yeah. awful. And Oli, again, like, for me, he's such a weird one because he... he he had two really good games, but that game, he got it wrong again. Like, why didn't he bring on Van der Beek a lot earlier in the game? I thought he did make a difference when he came on. Pogba should have been subbed off. But overall, Man United just didn't have any answers at all. That they, they didn't know what to do. Oli was just on his iPad playing Candy Crush. Like, <laughs> it's just like... 
I think I agree with like like a lot of what Tanya said um and the, I do feel the game was was won in midfield in our brass and lost for Man United in midfield but uh, I do think that with our Tetas tactics we swallowed Man United like we suffocated yeah. them like everything that Man United tried to do there just wasn't an outball. I think there was one part in the second, in the first Rashford, half. Rashford, Rashford like, to Grealish, not um, to Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's on my mind. There was like a, like a five-minute period in the first half where mm. Man United would get the ball and immediately lose it to an Arsenal player. They just There was mm-hmm. no way out for them. And, that, and one particular bit that I really like was in the second half, Partey, uh, he tried to, to, to play out and then Pogba stole the ball off him. And Pogba tried to do his little tricks on, on, the, on the edge of the box. And Partey just came and moved him like, move, give me my ball back. And then... yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just the kind of thing that I think we've been missing from our midfield. Like, yeah. if it's you remember still... back to Coquelin, yeah, where ah. I would leave the ball and you'd roll, like, roll up. And then you'd... Do you remember when Eden Hazard just like, like shoved Spun him? Coquelin, oh my Coquelin. God. He looked like a Beyblade. He was just like spinning off into the air. <laughs> but yeah, with Partey, we finally look like we have like something in midfield that will give us a bit of like, like it just it just so reminded me of Vieira, like those yeah. galloping ones through midfield. I I have missed that. Well, one thing I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when where um, Liverpool played Arsenal, and I mentioned that Cater was the trigger for Liverpool to set traps for us all over and with the pressing. With Man United, what they it was it was interesting because Man United started with the diamond that worked for them midweek. Yeah, and then but it's not we played with wing backs. We played, we played with wing backs. So it was like the two managers tried to like counter each other, but they both like played into each other's hands because one team mm. would be strong down the middle and the other team would be strong down the wings. So, but it was interesting because we had only two centre midfields because um, Saka and um, Willian and Abamian were all quite wide, and Bellerin was making them them run in behind. But it was interesting because we only had two and they had four. In, in centrally and the two of them just completely took them on and just um, battered them in the in, in the battle as well like I said bro McTominay has no football related quality all of his related qualities are <laughs> running so he just just joined athlet, uh, athletics <laughs> he, honestly, he honestly should join Burnley he is a Burnley player if I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah him and, him and Winks and are the best I've never seen around. anyone get humiliated as much as Fred did I think Fred got nutmegged about 15 times in the game <laughs> he's just why did he play like but he played good in midweek? That's why I'm just so confused. Like, is it a mentality thing as well with United? Like, I don't Tanya, why do you, they go on this run and then they just lose again? I don't get Tanya, that. You kind of touched on it. So, like, um Ole thought he found like a, a diamond formation that fits all of the qualities that he has in, in the midfield in his team, because they are mm. stacked so they have about eight midfielders. But at the same time, you touched on it before. What works against one team might not work against another team. Yeah. And playing McTominay on the right of a diamond, which means McTominay has to go out into the wing. McTominay is not comfortable on the wing. Abdi might argue he's not comfortable anywhere on the pitch, but he's not comfortable <laughs> anywhere on the wing. So, like, he's you're... comfortable on a construction site. <laughs> <laughs> but you're playing against your. Do you know what I mean? It's like you you have you you should as a manager you should know your team's strength and playing Pogba out on the left wing and playing McTominay out on the right wing it just it doesn't make sense. What he should have done is had a narrow midfield and if you're already playing Greenwood and Rashford who were going wide anyway, just play Martial yeah. up top then. That way you play four three three. Martial was available. Uh, Cavani, sorry. But Cavani, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and and so therefore you nullified the wing depth because Bellerin and, and Tierney would have had other things to worry about coming back. Um, I'm Saka, sorry. And and then you and then you give Arsenal a problem because like Abdi said, we played with two in midfield and therefore it would have been a narrow midfield from um, from Man United. But in my opinion, it might have been more effective because you could have overrun that Arsenal midfield, which is debatable because Onani ran for like seven people in that game. <laughs> I saw uh, a question. 
I saw him pressing keys. It was like a 90 second minute. I see yeah. a clip on Twitter. That was sick, yeah. It reminds me of once of what Robertson did against City, and it's just you love it. when you see something like that. It just you just you just love to see it, basically. Especially 100%. when it's when it's your own club and it's, you can see the passion and you you understand that they're doing everything they can for those three points. And that's we what will... you like to see. 100%. We were all questioning, like, oh, El Nenny, you know, El Nenny, why is he bringing El Nenny back? We were desperate for him to sell him. But my guys turned the corner. But we spent a lot of time on this. And What I... about, hold on, just last thing here. What about in the 90th minute yeah, where McTominay tried to do a through ball? And he, oh, I don't even think Partey had to move. He literally just stuck his leg out. And just... <laughs> I, even myself, as a as an Arsenal fan who was the beneficiary of a bad McTominay pass, I even got angry. I was like, "What is this guy doing? Like, how are you, how are you a footballer?" <laughs> um, moving on, uh, Tottenham played Brighton as the last game on Sunday. Tanya, take us away. Take us away. Yeah, um, obviously Brighton are a really good team, man. Like, credit to Graham Potter, man. They're such a hard team to play against. They work so hard. Um. But if I'm being honest about it, actually, I think we're second in the table at the minute, but we've not been playing amazing. I think since that 6-1, we haven't... Third. We're third at the minute. Okay, third. Whatever. Um, We haven't been playing that well. But you know what? Three points is three points. Um, I obviously watched bits and bobs of the game. You know, I'm not going to pay for it and that. Um, There's links, apparently. Allegedly, there's links you can find somewhere. I've never seen them. You can find these links online somewhere, allegedly, and then you can watch the game, allegedly. But um, Kane won up the penalty, um, scored the pen. But after that, I hear, I heard that we just sat back and soaked up the pressure, which is a bit annoying. I hate when we start playing like that and we start <laughs> balls over the top. It's a bit boring. Um, and then second half, Lamptey scored a really good goal, apparently. But controversial part of the game. Yeah. There was a foul in the league. And listen, mate, these referees, some of them, I think I could do a better job than them. Like, so VA, he went to VAR, he went to look at the monitor, and apparently my guy's looking at it three or four times. What is there to look at? Like, it is a clear and obvious foul. But anyway, mm. it was a wake-up call for us. Um, I thought Brighton, to be honest, were a bit unlucky to not get something out of the game. I thought they played really well. Um, but obviously, Gareth Bale came on. <laughs> In the second half, and honestly, when he scored, I just celebrated. Like, even if we ended up losing, I was still going to celebrate when he scored. Um, just to see him grab a last, well, it wasn't really a last minute. It was like 15 minutes left in a game. <laughs> yeah, it got us a win. Um, and that's what you want at the end of the day. You want someone like that to come off the bench and get you the three points. But, yeah, I don't think we've been playing that great. But massive shout out to Hoybier, man. I'm telling you, like, I actually think he's the best signing that we've got. And I never would have thought that because in the beginning I was like thinking, Hoybier, Southampton, come on, do do one. Like, I, come I on. Think, I think me and Mark... Um, we tried to tell you. Can, you got yeah. Yeah, we we call Van Dyke from Southampton, Mane from Southampton. We tried to this tell you it's guy. not the team that you buy someone from. You're, you're buying the individual player. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, we're... And what worries me is that I'm already at a stage where I'm terrified if he gets injured because I don't think we would have won that game without him in that when did we play on on Friday on Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't have won that game. I don't think he just worked. Yeah, that's hard. He's part uh, of that's cute and everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's cute and everything. Yeah, but well, that's cute and everything. Yeah, but you were out there losing to Belgian miners a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days <laughs> earlier. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But you know what? hey, is Mourinho, is Mourinho just going to be an Instagram meme now? Isn't it? <laughs> hey, his Instagram is amazing. But just yeah, about where he put his hand up on the crossbar and he was like, "This is quite small." <laughs> you know what? With the Antwerp game, like I was vexed after. Don't get me wrong, I was fuming because I'm thinking to myself, "I've been praising how good our squad is now. That team's well, like it's good enough to win." But you've got to give credit to them; they played brilliantly. That team, like they were good. Um, Can I say look, a couple if we things? win in the league? That's all I care about, mate. Huh? If we win in the league, oh, that's all I care if about. If we're winning the league, I was like, yeah. Tanya, oh, just sit yeah. down." Um, Whoa, I, have a couple things. Away. I have a couple things to say um, so the first thing did you see what Mourinho said after the Antwerp, Antwerp game he goes if I could have yeah. I would have made 11 changes no, second thing I want to say wait yeah. second thing I want to say is Deli Ali is, is finished mm. it, my yeah. guy just needs to stop they told me that he can't do things with his because he's aging bruv you are 23 24 
what are you chatting about? He goes, I can't do the same things I used to do with my body. You're 24, bro. Anyway, listen. And then, wait, just on the, um, just I want to touch on the Tottenham Brighton, Brighton game. Um, uh, I, I agree that I think the, um, it was March on, on uh, Hoiberg. I think that was a foul on, on Hoiberg. Mm. Yeah, but I do say? not think that that was a penalty against Harry Kane. Yeah, I know yeah. everyone's talking about this. Harry in to um, uh, Lalana, who's jumping, which is dangerous because Lalana falls straight on his back. Um, that's dangerous yeah, play, in my opinion. So I don't think that that was a penalty. So in that sense, yeah, you get one, you lose one, and I think yeah. you'll be. Tremendously happy with the three points. Over to you. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair. That's fair. But on Mourinho's comments after the game, look, this is the thing I don't like about Mourinho. I think certain things he shouldn't say publicly, but that's that's Mourinho. He's always been like that. And you have to say, I agree with him. Watching that game, every player was was poor. And I think his frustrations is that you players like Deli Ali, like Bergbein, like um, who else that doesn't usually play? I mean, Vinicius, he's new to the team, so I can't be harsh on him. But them two especially, and especially Deli Ali, Winks, that's it, Winks. It was a strong team, to be fair. Why? why? They're not getting into the first team right now, so that's your opportunity. <laughs> you know, right, listen, for my plays. None of them did that. None of them. And Deli Ali, I agree with you, Junior. I mean, I, I love Deli Ali, but the thing is, I can't be sentimental all the time. Do you know what I mean? He's not... He's just not it right now. I don't know if he doesn't like Mourinho. Maybe for a while. Like management style. He hasn't been it for a while. For a while. No, um, uh, no and no yeah. one likes him anyway. So. Yeah. I know, but, <laughs> but the I reason just, he lost, he's the reason a quality he lost, player though. He's got talent. Like no one can't deny his talent. So I'm just trying to think. But Tanya, maybe he's Marie. He just doesn't like Mourinho, but, or he's no. But Tanya, he wasn't playing that well under um, the last. Um, leg of Poch's time at Spurs yeah, but I just know, quickly just quickly you, you talked about a lot of changes but Regulon played Davis played Sanchez Aurier um, Lloris Winks Lo Celso Bale you know yeah, these know. are players who you would classify in your first 11 uh, or like your 18 um, yeah, for, no, well, for the Premier League game so it's, I, 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 I was really surprised I was really surprised I just I just think you've got to give Antwerp credit, though. Like, they did yeah. honestly play so well. And I do hopefully just think it's one of them ones where, like, you lose some and that's it, really. But, yeah. look, as long as we, we um, continue winning games, and I think the difference this season that I've noticed, when you look at games like Brighton and you look at games like Burnley, I think they're games you would have lost last season. I really do. You've yeah. got to win ugly sometimes. I mean, it's true. Liverpool mm-hmm. arguably are not playing the Liverpool typical way you know but they're winning games that's all you care about right um, so yeah. i mean you'll be happy with three points like come on and yeah, they'll be the winner but, so. but i want to see improvements in performances though if i'm honest I, yeah. think that will come. I think that will come and once you get bell fit and raring we've got a hard run you know we've got chelsea yeah Manchester you have a very Arsenal. tricky run coming up Ooh. that's the problem you lose all those games isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> moving on um tanya's favorite team of the season um, played on Monday. Um, they played West Brom and they won 2-0. Um, I was quite surprised, you know. I thought West Brom yeah. was going to nick it. I've got to be honest. I genuinely... That game yeah, as well. I, I didn't. I, did, I thought it was going to be like a dead, like one-one. Yeah, but yeah. it was a dead two-nil. <laughs> but Fulham fans <laughs> won't be thinking that. They'll be over the moon. They've got two points, um, which. Uh, three points, sorry. They've got three <laughs> points, which moves them out of the relegation zone. So they are now above West Brom in, in 17th. They're above United as well, or not yet? Not yet, not yet. They uh, need a few more points. They need one more win um, for that. But, you know, we yeah, the Premier League is just so hard to predict, isn't it? But... Mm. I honestly, uh, I can't call it right. I don't, I genuinely don't think anyone's that consistent right now. If we're being honest, I don't think so. Like, every team hasn't really got up and running yet. Yeah, it's early doors. It is early, early doors. doors. It is. But it's very interesting. Actually, sit here and say no team's easy. Like, they're actually, you've got your top six, but then you've got another, like, top ten. Like, yeah, Mourinho said teams. it um, after. Um, after Brighton, Mourinho said it. He said, when he arrived here in 2004, 
he said he would look at the, the fixture list and say, right, that's a guaranteed three point, so I'll start, and so I'll start. And he says now he gets the fixture list and he, that thought doesn't even cross his mind. He said the yeah, league's man. changed so much. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. Uh, but the last game of the, of the um, weekend uh, was Leeds versus Leicester. Um, ended 4-1 to Leicester. Um, I, you know, Leicester are, are kind of like, they're very good, but then they can also be very bad. And I thought that mm-hmm. Leeds might get them unstuck, but a big win. Um, Jamie Vardy scores again. Um, and mm-hmm. it's a good result. Good result for Leicester. Um, disappointed for Leeds to lose 4-1. They were in the game yeah. in the second half, but the damage was done in the first 20 minutes of the first half. Such a yeah. yo-yo, this league, man. I, I think yeah, Leeds are going to grab it. It's weird. No, I, 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 had, I, think, I did think Leicester would win, um, but I, I thought Leeds would run them a bit closer. Abdi, I'm, I, come with this next week. I'm interested to know why and what the issue is with your Tielemans. Just, no, just, just... Come, come with a bit of a speech next week and, and feel like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, so months. yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This has been episode fifty nine of the. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Podcast. You can find us on um, all DSPs. You can also find us on social media at WTATL official. Um, and we'll be back right, next. Just week. one last thing, yeah. Just one last thing. Junior has to run because he's got a hot date. <laughs> Is that what you're on? I see. No. I'm okay. still not ready. You tell oh, me how. I'm going to play my last football game before lockdown. That's the truth. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, no. I'm, I'm in a foot. I'm in a football kit. I don't know how am I going to go on a date with a football kit. I'm not that kind of. I'm not that kind of guy, bro. Imagine, like, what a waste, man, to go on a date with a football kit. But anyway, uh, unless you're going to the football. But anyway, uh, yeah. See you guys next week. Peace out. Big up, guys. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.